Shit. Girl. Carl. 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 Uh, Dude, we slept in again. The song's about to start. Shit, Frank. We can't miss the song. Barry, wake up. What? I'm up. I'm up. This song is such an awesome way to start every morning. It's just a super nice way of showing the gods how much we appreciate everything they'll do for us once they take us out those doors to the great beyond. God, I love them so fucking much. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Corn's about to start singing. Drop it, Corn. You got the best voice. You're the man, Corn. You will. Take it away, bro. One. Two, three, three. What's up? We're the movie buffoons. How's it going, guys? Uh, Good, to see you. Good to see you. It's been a hiatus there for a it's, week. It's been a bit, yeah. Well, we needed enough time to, you know, get through this masterclass of a film we're reviewing today. <laughs> hey, I this this uh, movie is a lot more philosophical than. Oh, don't even. Oh, don't even. From a from an adult okay uh, it came out when we were adults brandon do you know what philosophical means <laughs> yeah. oh god no, okay let, let me just let me just jump into my part of the opening shtick before we start <laughs> okay we're here to talk about movies the good the bad and the ugly we're also here because we have good talking voices i'm going away from the whole sultry thing because I don't really like that word sultry. It's like moist to me. I don't know. And we're also here to drink. So, fellas, what are... And we need drinks for this one. For sure. So what are we drinking tonight? Well, to get through this movie and this review, I chose a beer by Jackie O's Brewing. Uh, Close but far. It's a hazy IPA. Shout out Brandon. Nice. Uh, so I am drinking, since it is five days away from Christmas in July, Great Lakes Christmas Ale. Ooh. Yeah. How was that taste in July? It's still fine. Yeah, it's good. It seemed, I mean, I, I love It's one of my top beers, but I just feel like it's yeah. empty for July. Can I tell you guys a secret? I have climate control in my house, so I'm all right. <laughs> Can I tell you guys a secret? Yes. I yeah. lived in Ohio for four years, and I visited you guys countless times. I've never had a Great Lakes anything. Not even I, a Christmas sale. That surprises me. Believe it or not. I I believe it, but still, surprises me. I do not me. recall an instance where I've had a Great Lakes. You lived 40 minutes south of Cleveland at the time when you were in college, how, like you had to have actively been avoiding it. No, we drank mostly Bush Light in college. Well, yeah, but around Christmas time, Caleb. I'm home. Caleb I'm loves, home. Well, there's still <laughs> residual home. residual beer left over in in the house. I'd say I. I mean, I I try to not be biased when it came to Christmas beers, but it's still like a top two or three for me for Christmas beers. I mean, the if you do if you do the room job on it, that's that's okay. But oh yeah, well, I mean, well, it's not a guarantee. It's not like a necess- necessity, I guess. Twelve dogs of Christmas by Thirsty Dog is better. We're gonna get off tangent if we start talking about Christmas <laughs> too much. <laughs> we have a time for that later on this year. What are, what are you drinking, Mark? Oh, funny you should ask. 
This is Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> I'm having some IPA. Segundo El Segundo Brewery Broken Skull IPA. Courtesy of Stone Cold Steve Austin straight out of Nevada. What? I'm going to have one beer. What? What? Two beers. What? what? Three beers. What? Four beers. What? Does it come in a four pack? Yeah, that, that's about it because it only comes in a four pack. I'm going to have four beers. <laughs> but they're tall. They're tall anyway. I will yeah. say I still not tried it. And every time I've, I've uh, I actually almost picked it today, but my hand like goes to reach for it and it kind of like trembles from the power of Stone Cold. Yeah, that happens. That Thank happens you. for sure. You know? But honestly, like I, I'm not an IPA drinker by any means, but this is tasty, but also light. Yeah. And I, I'm actually a really big fan. I'm very happy that Stone Cold Steve Austin developed a great beer for himself. Although I will say the times that hit, since this beer's come out that he's come back on wrestling TV and he does the whole beer bath thing. He's using only these back when he used to use like Buzz Lights, Coors Lights, Bush Lights. Yeah. To try to do a beer bath with these would be a haul and a half. Because he's he's been he's been on record saying like, yeah, I you know, a lot of it spills over, but you're still drinking a lot of beer when you have like a 20 beer yeah. beer bath. So you leave with a little buzz with one of these or with beer bath with these, forget about it. But if you have not tried Stone Cold Steve Austin's beer. El Segundo Brewing Company, Stone Cold Steve Austin's Broken Skull IPA, I recommend. And I'm not it. just saying that. I, I had it. Two, I had it two weeks ago, and I'm an, I'm an IPA fan, and I enjoyed it too. So, so when I was yeah, uh, back home in Caldwell the last time, um, I wore my Stone Cold shirt down there, and no one said anything about it. I, we ended up having a lot of family over while I had it on, and I had like two uncles and basically like a, I don't know, kind of like a brother, brother-in-law that was staying there. And finally, like one of them where, you know, there's a lull in silence or in conversation. One guy was like, is that a stone cold shirt? It says a Texas rattlesnake. What are you talking about? It says it right on. He goes, oh, do you see last week? I was like, you guys still watch all the time? Like, yeah, we love it all. And we went into a whole conversation of, you know, Mark and I watching it and, Brainy tagged in there sometimes too. And it was just really funny. I was like, yeah, it's still great. It was just, it's actually really funny to me. You, you're, you didn't get an Austin 316 shirt, right? No, it, it literally You should have, your name is Austin. You should have gotten an Austin 316 <laughs> shirt. Why did I not say that when you were buying it? <laughs> I have a, enough things to say keep Austin weird, uh, Austin versus the world, you know, whatever. It, it's, I, I can only go so far, you know. So, but that's iconic. I, I think it would have been allowed. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> Austin, Austin three sixteen says, "I just fixed your porch." <laughs> <laughs> Look at those tomato steaks I just tied up today. Look at that. <laughs> Not one steak. What? <laughs> Two steaks. Austin three sixteen says. I just put in an IV on the first try. <laughs> <laughs> on myself, and it was beer. <laughs> oh, man. Every time I put that shirt on, I, I know we're going so off track, but every time I put that shirt on, I, I have to, I go back to, like, top Austin, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin <laughs> moments. And it's always, like, when he's in the, uh, 
in the hospital room. With, Wait, with his top moments are always when he's there. Like they don't change. No, no. I I feel like I try to click on some other oh, one, but I watched it all the way through, so it doesn't say like I. There's the one partially iconic interaction where Mr. McMahon is in the hospital bed with a broken leg, and Stone Cold Steve Austin somehow, <laughs> somehow impersonated a doctor. And the nurse is checking on Vince McMahon, and she's like, uh, Doctor, uh, he, the patient's ready. Do you know anything else? Oh, no, sugar, I'm all good. <laughs> and then he comes and he just beats the hell out of Vince McMahon, smacks him on the head with a bedpan. Oh, my God. Yeah, I've Iconic. seen that. Yeah. God, Stone Cold's cool. Anyways. <laughs> all right. So, all right. Brandon, why don't you bring us into the movie in our top five of the week so we can just All right. get this over with. All right. Our movie this week's <laughs> gonna be this over with. I love your tone. I can't wait. <laughs> so our movie this week is Sausage Party. And uh, so our top five is Seth Rogan because he I think he wrote this. Um, he's a, he at least stars in it. Uh, but anyway, I'll start off with mine. I got to have super bad up there. Um, I mean, it's like he was, that was, uh, that was kind of when everything, like when he kind of started be, being popular along with that whole crew. Uh, Pineapple Express, Neighbors, Knocked Up, and The Disaster Artist. I have a gripe with the disaster artist. I was hoping Austin was going to say it. I was going to let him do it. Wait, wait, was he in the disaster artist? Yeah. Okay. He was. I'm remembering the room way better. I only watched the disaster disaster artist once. And I don't know, like it's I mean, it, the way that it compares to The Room is, is amazing, but I left it off my list because don't don't disrespect the great, you know? I I think that they didn't disrespect it at all. I think they they did it very well, and I, I love that they even had Tommy Wessow in there and everything. I didn't think they disrespected the... Tommy Wessow did it right. Oh, hi, Mark. What do you think of that? Yeah. Fuck that movie. <laughs> Fuck that movie. Fuck the room. And here's why. All right. Here's why. I've been a man named Mark for 29 years now. All right. The room came out what? Early 2000s? Oh. Brandon, fact check me. I'm looking. I'm very quite sure it came out early 2000s. 2003. 2003. Okay. <clears throat> the Room came out in 2003 with Ohio Mark and all that stuff, right? 3.7 rating on IMDb. I don't care. People didn't start coming up to me and realizing my name's Mark and saying, oh, hi, Mark, till like 2016, 17. Okay. Too long of a time. That's too long of a time to make it a thing. It's like, it's like people out of nowhere being all cool with uh, with country roads, you know. Song was a good song. 
for a while. You can't just make it a meme out of nowhere. All right. If it's if it's new, cool. But if it's been around for a while, you can't do it. And oh hi Mark. Oh hi Mark. Oh hi Mark. I swear I could have punched somebody. It's very annoying. Good thing we're on the other side of a webcam right now. And so I, I'm going to take it out on the movie that doesn't deserve it, even though the movies, I did not enjoy the room or, I mean, obviously nobody enjoyed the room, but it's funny because it's bad. And I did not enjoy the disaster artist either. So fuck them all. My name's Mark. Don't say hi to me. Hi. And that's <laughs> that. What? <laughs> Wait, so, so everybody knows Mark is currently crushing two beers above his head and chugging them after that long. I story. muted myself because I was I had to put the computer away because it was gonna get messy. Yeah. And Repeat. It did. Repeat your top five again. Mine? Yeah. Super bad pineapple express, neighbors knocked up the disaster artist. Okay. So I'm gonna go into mine. Um, knocked up Pineapple Express, and those are the only two we have the same. But I feel like we can't really skip over Knocked Up because that's that's where I feel like I got introduced into Seth Rogen. That was probably his first starring role, if I'm remembering. If I'm, if I'm, if I don't want to be controversial here, but I'm not a huge fan of Knocked Up. I liked it. I thought it was. I, I just feel like. I mean, I guess they got the theme right because just like in a pregnancy, like we all have sisters who have had children, right? Yeah. So like, you know, you know what a crazy ride that is with a woman being pregnant. So it's like, it was just, it was just too much going on that I didn't have enough time to get invested into any one thing. I feel like, you know, where we're going, we don't need things, Mark. I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm just saying that's that that's why it didn't I, I I always when I think of Seth Rogen I always think of knocked up but I just don't remember enjoying it that much maybe watch it again you'll like it maybe I mean I've watched it plenty of times it was one of those movies that was always on one of the one of the HBO channels so it was on like every three hours or so yeah so like growing up on a lazy Sunday you end up watching it two or three times a day like just because there's nothing else to do um yeah that's just me but go ahead please please wax poetic about knocked up because i want my opinion to be changed there's not much to say though it's just it's just funny like i i think it was and i wasn't saying that sarcastically i was like please like it was that it was that it was that time when we were in high school college and get around girls and we knew people that knocked people up and you knew that they weren't the best people or they didn't mean to or whatever and I just thought it was really funny that they went they went into it and you know they you know they went one way or the other uh as far as where they went with the movie they they went one way it was like okay I'm not invested I'm am invested maybe you should get Schmorshin and Jonah Hill's in it, and Shmushmorshin's really funny. I'm, I'm saying it's like if you rewatch it, there's a lot of lines in there that that are really really funny, and also I, brought, me favorite, the, brought me to the the song, the Oh shit, shake it up. <laughs> That's my favorite. Oh, he's rolling the dice again. That's the only <laughs> yeah. thing he's got. 
that and when when Justin Long, no, that's not that's not that. That's uh, I'm thinking of Strange Wilderness. My bad. I was like, forget. It's the guy from This Is the End. Say what? It's that guy from This Is the End. I never remember his name. Oh, I always remember his name. Jay Baruchel. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's who it is. No, it's not. Well, that's not who says that. But what I was thinking of yeah. was Justin Long in Strange Worlds in this, where he's the super high hippie and he paints. Yeah, it's he paints not, eyeballs it's on his eyelids so he can fall asleep during the meetings. It's not Jay Baruchel either. It's Martin Starr. Well, Martin Starr. He's in Silicon Valley as well. Okay. He's in Freaks and Geeks. He's he's the one that's like super, or he's like, oh, I got. Uh, is he the one that has pink eye? Or Jay Burrowshell is not in Knocked Up. I don't think. All right, whatever you say. Well, man. let's keep going then. So <laughs> I want to keep going on mine. Um, Zach and Mary make a porno. I want to put that on mine so bad, but you put I it on yours, and I had other ones that I wanted to mention, but I love Zach and Mary make a porno. Yeah, I mean. I don't, I, it's, it's been long enough since I've seen it that I can't, you know, I, I remember all the scenes. No, it is out, it is outrageously funny. Yeah. Justin Long, again, Justin Long, Brandon St. Randy. Yeah. <laughs> My name's Brandon St. Randy. Matt. I love Bobby Long. Matt is the best at uh, just talking about that scene. <laughs> I think God. he can say it word for word. <laughs> don't sit there and tell me that you don't, love it when i have your cock in my mouth <laughs> <laughs> oh you're famous in films what, what is it anything i'd be in uh, anything i would be interested uh, uh, in? probably not uh, granny panties oh my god who knows you go to pittsburgh and meet a celebrity <laughs> we're taking a picture of granny panties <laughs> that and um they're doing they're doing this <laughs> They're shooting the porno in the coffee shop, and the drunk guy from the Steelers game just walks into the coffee shop. Nangy. I need coffee, so I'm go home. You see the game? I was at it. Fucking Roethlisberger, the quarterback, was all like, hug it, chug it, football. All night. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny now that you say that that guy is in the other movie um where a group of friends make a porno on a weekend whatever old fashioned orgy yeah yeah it's yeah but it, that is a hysterical movie yeah but that that guy is in several movies and he's i mean he, he's, i've seen him more stuff recently he's and he's just he's really funny i'm pretty sure he's in a show that i used to watch after lost um called invasion it was only on for like a one or two seasons and then it, they canceled it. But um pretty sure he was in that too. So, Brandon, you mentioned Pineapple Express. We're not going to go into it, but because uh, we've talked about it several times on the past podcast. But man, you ever had a stoner point in your life? That was the, that was so good. Take a slab of butter. That. No. And your know, stack of pancakes. <laughs> that and your highness are both like great high movies. Um, and then this is the end. Um, I I just like that movie. I mean, it has I don't know what what Seth Rogen does. I mean, he's like, 
hey, I want you, I'm going to do this movie. I'm going to, I'm going to be in it. I want you to be in it. And then 10 other people would be in it, be in it. Yeah. And he just gets everyone, everyone to do it. And it's so fucking funny. That would have been on mine if, uh, if I hadn't just had it on my disaster movie list. It's my number one. I love this is the end. It's not your turn yet. So the, uh, the last one I have is uh, 50-50. I really like that movie and I need to watch it again. Uh, that's uh, um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Huh? Joseph yeah, Gordon-Levitt. But um, who's, uh, who's the girl he falls in love with? Uh, Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick. That's one of her first movies that I, at least the first time I noticed her. Yeah, she was my celebrity crush there for a while and may still be, but yeah. um but that movie it just it I mean it's not that Joseph Gordon Levitt hasn't done serious movies, not fun movies, funny movies, whatever, but I don't know, it was just they did a good job of taking something really serious. Really I mean, if anyone ever asked you what your biggest fear is, mine is always, you know, like a uh, a terminal disease that's that's like my biggest fear in life it's something ever coming up and then this guy lives a good life and then that happens to him or like a clean life i guess i should say and then he this happens and he gets uh i forget what kind of cancer it is but um yeah it just i don't know it's a no spoilers but it's a feel-good movie in the end so so, Mark, what do you have? Back to what I was saying. This is the end is my number one. Okay. And it's compelling. How compelling is it? Is, is it? It's compelling. Oh, is it? It's not very compelling. It's not that compelling. <laughs> no, this is like, I, I going into it, I thought it was going to be just like a regular ass, you know, those guys movie, but it was really, really, really freaking good. Like, it's campy in all the right places. It's funny in all the right places. Kevin Hart kicks Aziz Ansari into uh, into the devil hole, which I love <laughs> because I'm just not a fan of Aziz Ansari at all. I no love offense. Aziz, but that was still no, really- no offense. But Kevin Hart, get the fuck off of me, Aziz. <laughs> kills me every time and michael sarah being the 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 blowjob fiend while he's having a capri sun classic oh and he's like isn't he a coke fiend too yeah <laughs> on, to- on top of literally everything else craig robinson that's that that movie that's the movie that made me love craig robinson like it's sh- i should have loved him earlier but yeah but that's the case watch an old uh, uh old episode of friends the other day and he was like a clerk in there and he just he said like maybe 10 words and that was Craig Robinson it. was Craig Robinson was and then that I, was it. I and didn't just, remember that because I, I, I rewatched it a few years ago but I love how random people pop up in that show go ahead in that, in, in that movie just when they take account of everything that they have and what they could do and then Dane McBride wakes up mm-hmm. wakes up Dane McBride is so fucking funny in every movie he does but that's the, that, that was the great part about him and this is the end is like he's so funny but he's you hate him so much because you know he's doing well, he plays that part so well like the the hateable does, guy yeah really funny and then you know he's in sausage party right yeah yes okay. and um, um anyways you just, to, you just have to imagine when they when they 
all these guys get together. They they have to have a party or something at some point of the year. And well, I mean, just Tuesday. just working together would be so much fucking fun. Sorry, Mark, letting you off. What's your next? No, um, I have neighbors on mine as well. Love neighbors. Yeah, um, we didn't. I guess we didn't talk about it, but yeah, great movie. Like, like Seth Rogen. It's basically like Seth Rogen and like however many years from now, like, yeah, he's not like the super party dude right now, but he's not, I have a feeling like he's not like settled down in a house, but it's like old, old dude who used to party living next to his frat house. It's like, it's like our age, Seth Rogen, basically. Yeah. It's, and Zac Efron is the, he does a perfect job of being like the douchey, but lovable fraternity (laughs) president. Like, yeah. It, it, I, it's it's really funny and underrated. Neighbors two, I wasn't a gigantic fan of, but the first one I thought was super fucking funny. Very well done. Mm-hmm. Um, the interview, you guys, neither of you guys have the interview on it. On I your- only saw it. I only saw it the one time, but I do love it, uh, especially for the controversy that it had behind it. Like- of course. That's the best part. <laughs> yeah. I, I did I did think it was really funny, but I also just love the fact that like I, I can't even remember all of the controversy if it was like how how it got like didn't North Korea say was it them that said like they would do something if if we played it or Yeah, yeah. It was, it was another, you know, fake World War Three event kind of thing. But it's so funny. It's but it's like really, really, really good political humor. Like not like highbrow political humor, just like really good political humor mixed with your casual ragtag of bullshit that uh, that happens in movies with Seth Rogen and James Franco. Like in the same thing where you're you're bringing exposure to all this horrible shit happening in in North Korea. You also have him having to shove a probe up his ass to keep it away from the North Koreans. I don't remember that. <laughs> and when when James Frank me, it's gonna sound weird, but when James Frank, when uh, the FBI agent or the CIA agent or whatever first comes to their apartment to recruit James Franco to be a spy when he does his interview with uh, old Kim. Um, Rogan <laughs> going to the back and have a discussion, and it's like he's like, "You have a boner? No, I don't." She's honeypotting you. No, she's not. You have a boner. You want a banger? No, I don't. You have a boner. Show it to me. Fine. You want to see it? Feast your eyes. <laughs> so, I love my sister, and when me and my sister look horrible in the mornings, we can both say to each other, like you we can tell her each other's boner. Fine. You want to see it? Feast your eyes. Just like bask in my horrible lookingness. <laughs> I don't show my sister my boner. You fucking. That's what I say. I thought that was going to take a really, really <laughs> wrong turn there for a second. That let in. You you let into that. I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah you gotta let me finish. Um, that's what that's your sister said. said. <laughs> don't. don't. Just don't. Remember when your whole family tried to pimp me out of your cousin? Just don't. All right. Next on my list is Kung Fu Panda, which 
come on, guys. Kung Fu Panda's awesome. I, he's Mantis. He's a praying mantis. He's the Kung Fu praying mantis in Kung Fu Panda. Never seen the movie. Never wanted to watch a movie. You should watch Kung Fu Panda. I guarantee you'd have a fun time. I'm sure I'd like it. I just haven't gotten to that part of my list yet. Nope. Nope. Watch Kung Fu Panda. And also, watch Monsters vs. Aliens because Seth Rogen's in that too. Yeah, I, I haven't seen that. I, I don't even know. And you I need to. And you want to know why? I was late for college football practice one day. Because I lost track of time because I was watching Monsters vs. Aliens. That's how good it is. Good. I've never even heard of that one. Very, very fun. It's I, I don't think it's Pixar. I want to say it's like DreamWorks or something like that. But it's like got the Pixar thing where it's fun for kids, but also super fun for adults. And also, you know, list is abridged because I didn't want to have so much crossover with the two of you. It is DreamWorks. But. Nailed it. So I guess we have to get into this. Listen, first things first. Yeah, like they had to call this movie Sausage Party for the dick joke. But the simple fact that Seth Rogen refers to himself as a sausage, the whole thing in the movie, no. He's not a sausage. He's a fucking hot dog. All right. So I'm already I'm already hostile. Brandon, do what you're going to do. Just know this is my attitude going forward throughout this movie, please. So, I know. And I, uh, I kind of got a hint of what your attitude was going to be when you texted us about this uh, last night. But Anyway, we'll go on, and I'm going to hopefully change your mind. We'll see. I'm going to summarize this less than two minutes. The food's alive in a grocery store. They all sing a song about hoping to be able to go to the great beyond, which is just outside the store where they think great things will happen. They find out bad things will actually happen, and they'll get eaten there. Several of them think they're, they are about to get out, and they don't. They get stuck inside. The douche breaks and he's pissed because he was excited to be able to be used in a proper manner that a douche is typically used. He goes around fucking other food up, trying to find the sausage and bun that run his chance to get up in there. The sausage goes on a quest, finds proof that the great beyond's bad, tells everyone they fight the douche. They fight the douche and then they all have a big food orgy at the end. All right. That was about 41 seconds. Yeah. And that's about it. <laughs> all right so what do you guys want to talk about now all right uh that was our episode we'll see you guys later. the funniest part about this movie to me was that the bagel was played by edward norton yes uh sammy bagel jr yeah the the racist not racist i guess so the something prejudiced character of the Jewish bagel was played by Edward Norton. Which is objectively funny. Is he not Jewish? No, it's just it's Ed Norton Jr. Like is he he's an actor, like an actor. Well, yeah, did did you watch the credit scene at the end? No. 
Okay, so at the end, it's kind of funny. There, uh, so Firewater, he has everybody huddled up in his in his hut. And he oh, when they say well, they're from another dimension where we're just actors being yeah. played, thing. yeah. And he's like, oh, and this is Edward Norton, and Edward Norton's like, Edward Norton. And he's like, what kind of fucking parents give their stupid give give their kid a stupid cunt name like that? <laughs> I just thought that was funny, but uh, yeah. So they kind of acknowledge the fact that he's a well-respected actor and shouldn't belong in a movie like this, but here he is. So real quick, I mean, before you even watch the movie, if you saw all the previews when they were just coming out, whatever, the cast list is amazing. Seth Rogen, Jonah Hill, like Michael Sarah, the- Kristen Wiig, Nick Kroll, James Franco, Bill Hader. Uh, through all of these? Thelma Hayek. Um, Edward Norton, Danny McBride, Paul Rudd, Craig Robinson, Andrews Holm. Selma Hayek as the lesbian taco was also a joy. What I'm just saying is, like, if you, when you're they're putting it out there and you, you see who all, you know, they're going to put all those names up there, you're like, well, fuck, I have to go see that movie. That's amazing. I love all those people. I love one of those people. I love five of those people because there's like 12 there or something. So, this is crazy. I really like the opening song. I not not to go through it scene by scene, but the opening song I really liked. And because it starts off and it seems almost very cheery, and then they start talking about racial things or prejudice things or yeah. what was it? The the mustard was fighting the Nazi mustard was fighting somebody. The juice. The juice, right? <laughs> yes, the juice. Mm. And then uh, the lavash fighting the bagel the entire time, and fighting over the aisle, which is Jerusalem. That's how it's done. Yeah, they it, they make he makes the comment at, at the some point towards the end of the movie. He's like, he's, he, they're t- talking about which aisle, and he's like, bagel, like you came over here, you weren't supposed to be over. Here. He's like, yeah, you know, I mean, it, it, you know, they're like fighting over like the spots whatever and he says it seems like a big enough frank says or seth rogan says seems like a big enough land to me it seems like you guys should be able to figure it out but that's my my opinion <laughs> and then they both start laughing like haha no like he doesn't get it <laughs> so it's funny that they both agreed on that that they couldn't agree you know yeah, yeah I, I thought that they i i mean i'm not gonna try and pretend like i understand that whole dynamic uh, but I think that they they tried to portray it in a funny way, and it was done as well as I could expect. Um, the whole like the hot dogs trying to get into the buns thing was really funny to me. And I okay, so I texted Mark as I was watching the movie, and I said the first half it's it's about an hour and 40 minutes long i said the first half hour very funny second half hour i was entertained but eh, i don't even want to watch the last half hour because it was going to be more play on food and race and politics and religion i could have done without the food sex orgy (laughs) i think I think that just topped everything off with a with a nice yeah. cherry. That it oh, because you know what happened. It didn't. Seth need Rogen. I'm, 
Where was the chair? I'm assuming Seth Rogen wrote this or him and one of his buddies. Whoever wrote this was like, hmm. All right, how do we finish it? Takes a toke. Orgy, obviously. Yeah, it was written by Seth, Evan, and then Kyle Hunter and Ariel Shafir. So, yeah, somebody was really high. Ari, and, just Ari like, hey. Ari and then Jonah, Jonah Hill has a story by credit, too. I was like, hey, why don't we just put an orgy in the middle, at the end of it? Why not? I mean, really, if you think about it, this was, this movie was really I don't want to think about it. All these guys, or at least Seth Rogen, getting really high, eating food, and be like, I wonder what the food thinks. And then that's how this whole movie came about. I no, mad. they're they're definitely their whole story is the guy that fucking shoots up bath salts in his apartment. <laughs> that's them. That's their yeah. perspective. And they they actually saw this food come to life, and the food interacted with them and this is their story that's a basically a documentary except so it's a dumb. cartoon oh. i did think that that was a really funny um include in just like of course we're gonna have a guy smoking basalts then he actually understands the food when they're talking whatever uh well, it was it was a really traumatic scene when um uh i don't know was it Barry? I forget. Barry and Carl make it to the home, and she starts cooking the Vienna sausages and cutting up the, the potatoes and everything. And he like, for one, if I saw a like a hot dog diving out the window, I'm not going to stab a knife through it. <laughs> she's not seeing. Yeah, a that was dog that was weird. Diving out, but yeah, you're right. Why reach with the knife? But she's not seeing a hot dog jumping out the window. She just sees a hot dog rolling. But you're right. Why does she grab it with her knife? That it's very weird. But it did make for a very funny, like horror scene, like kind of spoof or whatever. Just oh, yeah. completely sliced in half. And, they killed Carl. What? <laughs> I did. I did really like the part where Danny McBride, the honey mustard, comes back. And then he gets selected again, and then he jumps out of the, the the shopping cart, and the flower falls on the ground. And then there's that slow mo. And if you don't see Stephen Fry Ryan and Tom Hanks right there, yes, like, trying to like trying Got to out Tom Hanks. <laughs> Tom Hanks. I knew we'd find a way to get him in here. Oh, I I started. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and so. It was just it was just really funny like how how they portrayed that. I had the same note. I said uh the, the two carts collide and there's a scene that's like saving private Ryan's D-Day scene. <laughs> it's just like very disorienting. Everyone's like flailing around, not knowing what to do. The chip bag explodes, which is basically a grenade and just shoots off and <laughs> kills all the other food and everything. So I love uh so right after that, uh, the cashier or the, the store manager is Paul Rudd, if you didn't know. And um, oh, is it? Yeah. So uh, no, I thought it was Paul. Got out Paul Rudd. We're fraternity bros. No big deal. It's Paul Rudd, and um, he says so. She's in the aisle like with her stuff, and she's like, "Oh, by the way, like I made a little bit of a mess in aisle three, just so you know." And, he, and she's like, "Except for the douche, that wasn't mine." And then Paul Rudd's like, clean up on aisle three. This MILF douche, this MILF dropped a douche. And then she responds with the perfect response. 
oh milf thank you <laughs> i just thought that was hilarious the fact that she was she she got a compliment by being called a milf so brandon i'm going to correct you he is not unless he's a guaco or a firewater that's not what the cast list says because the cashier was the guy i believe from um what's the um, bill burr um fs for family it's the guy it's the teenage kid from that so you couldn't believe i, I couldn't believe like that, that was the thing is like it i couldn't believe that i was like that's fire that's that's fire that's bill hater i couldn't believe that bill sorry hater. bill hater is not the guy from um fs for family that's what i'm saying Look up, look up the cast list right now. I'm just telling you, it says El Guaco or Fire and, and Firewater. It's two different voices from the movie. Okay. And it's just, and then because he has that really that deep like Native American voice, like as he's going through everything, and it's, <laughs> and they're also when it comes to Firewater, he's they're smoking out of a kazoo, but reverse i thought that was really funny as well yeah um um i mean nick kroll in this movie too i nick kroll always plays like yeah, we the, gotta the we gotta talk about nick kroll nick kroll is awesome and the and he does his voice for the douche it's fucking lola from big mouth it is. Lola. Lola. Oh my god. Lola. It's Lola and Coach Steve both. Yeah, yeah, that's what, it's, it's a weird it's a weird Coach Steve Lola <laughs> mix which is awesome oh, is that, they're the two wait, funniest voiced characters. That for, is that foreshadowing of uh Lola and Coach Steve getting together eventually? I would hope not because Coach Steve <laughs> is old as hell. And I'm saying Lola, Lola. <laughs> when they're on like season eight and she's 18. <laughs> Brandon, I'm serious. I got I'm about to call feds on you for even saying that. That's just gross. Oh, come on. You're the one that said Gabby could get it and brink. If she were if she were uh she was not 18 at this point. <laughs> the character the character was 18. The actress was certainly not 18. As in above 18. As in above 18. Is what the I mean. actress I'm saying was not 18 in the filming. I highly doubt that. I looked it up at the time, but I just didn't want to call you out. You're calling me out. I'm Hold calling you out, bro. Hold up. Hold up. I'll, I'll uh, figure this out. Let's talk to the lawyer that we have in the group. Um, can you can you uh, talk to and sexually perpetrate a girl that's under 18? What? Perpetrate? That's why you call it a perp. Perpetrator. What? Okay, that's the act of perpetrating. That that's so you're perp you're perping on a on a girl. Like what? Anyways, I don't. What know are you trying to say? I don't know what you're yes. trying to say. I'm saying the lawyer in the group was perping on a girl that was underage. Listen, I was attracted I was to the actress who played the character, not the character itself. Okay. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> Fine. Uh, so, did you guys notice uh, 
tomato ketchup was ragtime tomato ketchup. And there was a sorry, Brandon, I wasn't looking for many Easter eggs. And there's a cereal called a good number two. Well, it was a like a Wheaties basically, but it said a good number two is our job. <laughs> I just I don't know. Whatever. I just thought oh. these were funny little tidbits. No, I didn't see that. The I thought it was really funny at the end when the the food orgy happens. Um uh Brenda Kristen Wig is there. She's like, oh, that feels great. That feels great. Whatever. And Frank is standing over to his side with Lavash and Bagel. And he's like, she like looks up and just sees that. He's like, hey, we're jerking off over here. Where's <laughs> <laughs> and and Selma Hayek, the taco is going down on her. I, <laughs> I don't know. I think we've squeezed this this juice into a douche unless you have something else to say what are you talking about there's still plenty to say all right uh i mean after the orgy i just love the uh at the very end um the bagel's like you know my boner still hasn't gone down is that bad and lavash says bad for my asshole i'll tell you that much but seriously your recovery time is off the charts I get a real kick out of that. Oh, oh the uh, the lavash uh, talking about going into the great beyond and getting seventy seven bottles of extra virgin olive oil. <laughs> <laughs> but he now he's like worried because he's gonna have dry flaps. So he's like, "Fuck it." Mark, what else do you have to say about this movie? I have nothing further to say about this movie. Nothing. Nothing. It like not nothing about Stephen Hawking gum. No, the Stephen Hawking gum was weird. How did it build a mechanical chair? He's smart. Oh, it's not pickles. God's sake! I did like that they had. uh, I like said everything I need to say. I like that they had meatloaf on there. That like, was good. He was he was actually pretty awesome too. Like they meat made loaf him really as the meatloaf. Yeah, was good. I'll give it that. Thank you. Well, I'll take what I can get. And I've given just about as many concessions as I possibly can give. Brandon, write off your list of other things you want to say, and we'll comment on it. Uh. I, I I liked how Nick Kroll asked, "Hey, can I can I ask you a question, me?" Like, I I liked how he referred to himself in a mirror that way. I just thought that was really a weird thing, funny thing to do. Do you remember that? He's looking in a mirror. He's like, "Hey, can I ask you a question, me?" Whatever. All right then. Okay. All right. Is there more? <laughs> no probably not I, I, thought that, <laughs> I thought that this was uh i thought that there was more to talk about but uh i i don't know i guess i was a little disappointed so i was texting mark about um things that weren't about this movie but 
I I think you put it in a good way is that this is a movie to be watched with bros. You know, I started to watch it with Nicole and she I was like, oh, this opening scene is really funny. And she just didn't even didn't even like laugh or she just like stared at it. And then halfway through, looked down at her phone and, and I was like, well, I, I do think it's it'd be really funny to watch with guys, other guys. I just don't think it's a good uh, watching by yourself movie. I watched it by myself and I enjoyed it. Yeah, definitely a. Uh, this is not a watch alone movie, and it's probably not a watch with a significant other movie either. It's a watch with your bros movie. The first time we did, preferably watch- intoxicated. The f- yeah. The first time we did watch it was in theaters, and I believe it was probably in college. I was, I, I remember just laughing our asses off the whole time. Smoke a lot of weed in college, Brandon? I did in college, sure. That's what we in the biz call cause and effect, pal. <laughs> Anyways, whatever. So on to our next segment. What you guys been watching lately? I'm trying to do transitions. You know, <laughs> I like it. And I and neither of us, I imagine none of us are musically inclined, so I'm trying to do like, you know, bring up I, the uh I I have a guitar and quality. I learned, I learned like the first 20 notes of Ode to Joy at one point, but I gave up. It was tough. Anybody All right, I'll, I'll skibbity bop our in, our segment intros from here on out. What have we been watching, everybody? Uh, so I uh, I've been watching uh, Fleabag TV show. My sister recommended it to me, and have you guys seen it? I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. I've never heard of it. You guys would both like it. It's uh, only two seasons. Each season's only six episodes. Um. And they're 30 minute episodes, but super, super funny. It's a British show. Um, but I'm not going to get into it. Just it's it's very good. Um, you can also watch Space Jam too. Mm, I do want to see that. Might watch it tonight, maybe tomorrow. We'll see. So I'm wondering if we should hold off on that on a review. Like a quick review. I would prefer to not watch it again. Okay, so let's fucking talk about it. We don't have to spoil anything, but I will say I think yes, it is a movie for children. It is a movie for children. It does have some. It does have some haha parts that I did enjoy. I'm not going to say it was horrible, but in comparison to the original Space Jam, there really is no comparison. Well, no, it'd be really hard to live up to that, especially because the original one was the original, you know, like it was the but also like I turned I turned it on as soon as I finished Space Jam 2 because I was a little upset. And it's a very similar story arc, but you can just like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but like Space Jam just has that aura about it you know it was no i don't it was like one of our i mean it was one of the coolest movies when we were younger like like this movie everyone was excited for it 
but it was just, you know, it was like, it was more, I don't know, I guess campy. It was very campy. What you what what do you mean by that? I don't I don't want to say because you haven't seen it yet. What do you mean? What's what's the definition of campy? I don't campy know campy being like silly silly shit because it's gonna get some cheap laughs. Okay. Oh, you mean like the tunes like the Looney Tunes are as by trade? Yes. If you guys have, no, because it's like when you but when you watch the Looney Tunes. You know what you're getting. Like Space Jam wasn't a Looney Tunes movie. Space Jam was a movie featuring the Looney Tunes. You know, like they they use too many gimmicks, especially with the platform that they're on, to try to get this movie over. You know, like Space Jam could just be Space Jam because you had Michael Jordan, you had the Looney Tunes, you had a great story, a phenomenal soundtrack was his amazingly absent during Space Jam 2. Whereas Space Jam 2, it's kind of like a... If you can... I live with three small children. You can insert any children's movie story into Space Jam 2, and it's the same movie. You know? It just... That's... Campy wasn't... I can't really think of the word that I want to use for it, but it just wasn't... uh, It wasn't my cup of tea, is what I'm saying. As you drink an adult beverage, I'll say my piece about it. Um, I think it was actually, I mean, I think it was going to live up. It's like any movie, there's that's a sequel. It's not going to live up to it. And I thought they did a good job of making it more present day. I, you know, I don't, the thing I, I didn't really understand is that the kids today, they don't have Looney Tunes. They didn't grow up with Looney Tunes. So it, it's not going to be the same. I fucking love Bugs Bunny. I remember being at a, a our arcade and like rolling down um, ski ball to try to win a Bugs Bunny, and I just failed. And the guy still gave me a Bugs Bunny. I, it fucking made my day. Oh, listen, Bugs Bunny is awesome. My dad actually had this really cool. Uh... You said your piece. What? Go ahead. I'm talking about Bugs Bunny here. I'm not talking about Space Jam. Okay. My dad had this really cool. Um like frame picture in our house growing up it was bugs bunny over the years like his original design like up to i think like right before space jam that design was really cool bugs bunny is an awesome character all the looney tunes are great characters but the thing was with this it's space jam it's a looney tunes basketball movie they just horseshoed the basketball game into it for no reason like if you follow the story there's no reason for there to be a basketball game literally no reason outside of the fact that lebron james is there so you're gonna make the case for space jam to have a basketball game there's no i'm I'm saying you could read in the first one either i'm saying my side of it you were you said what you did you thought about it let me say what i thought about it we're having a discussion what but I'm saying like you I didn't I'm gotta defend my point is all I'm saying is like they they had the Looney Tunes in there. They they I mean Disney does a amazing job of they don't they don't really harp on all the other things, Harry Potter, um 
Game of Thrones. This wasn't Disney. This was HBO. Yeah, this is Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. Sorry, sorry, whatever. But they they brought in their other big franchises that that they have for like a split second, just because it makes it more relevant to the people that are watching it now. They have LeBron James, who's relevant now. They played rap and everything that songs that are relevant right now. They're not gonna, like you can't remake the original one. They they remade it to now. And I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say that it was just as good, but I'm saying it wasn't terrible. I I didn't think it was terrible. And without seeing it, I understand where you're coming from, Mark. Where the first Space Jam, and this is like I said, without me knowing what the second one is all about. But the first one, he had to play basketball to save earth from the aliens or whatever the second one was what there was no sense of urgency for the basketball game yeah in this all right in the original in the original in the original space jam and the original space jam the the uh the monsters well the baby monsters come down they they want tunes to entertain their theme park because the theme park's about to go out of business makes sense okay the tunes are like no and they come up with their cockamamie scheme that says you have to beat us in a challenge they're like oh yeah it just says it in the book because it's silly and it's looney tunes and they're like okay how are we going to rig this so we can win they're very small so we're going to play basketball makes sense in the movie there's no sense of urgency for a basketball game in this movie like the the villain in this movie could have done whatever he wanted to do without playing basketball against LeBron James in the Looney Tunes. That's a fair. second note. That's fair. A second note. The uniforms. The OG Toon Squad jerseys, much better. That's just a personal preference. But going back to something that Austin said, they use rap music that's popular now, that would generate now. Yeah, cool. When was the last time you heard Basketball Jones outside of Space Jam? The OG. It wasn't a hit song. It was a good song. Because I got the Basketball Jones. I got the Basketball Jones of Austin. Ooh. Ooh. All right. Never. Hey. Oh, cool. A little thing on my laptop just said, are you playing music? Ooh. I'm not. I'm singing because I got the. But thank you for the compliment. (laughs) Point is, you don't need to have popular music for these movies. You need to have a good story with good characters. That makes sense in the realm of the movie. And I feel like Space Jam 2 didn't have that. That's all I'm saying. One thing. One thing I really didn't like about Space Jam Two was how they they did the players like the players that they brought in for the Goon Squad. You know, like yeah. it, they there really wasn't much leading up to it, and then I mean, like they had and they just showed up. Yeah, and did it feel like a cash I, grab? I don't team? know. Like it... Yes, in my opinion, Brandon. Yes, I felt like it was a little bit. It felt like they were like going off a template and then they just insert them in there and then that's what they had. So that's fair. And I I, I was uh-huh. worried, like like I said, I haven't seen it, but so I was worried that that might be 
the case, but I'm still going to watch it. And that's probably, yeah, I mean, that was probably their reasoning behind it. They were like, yeah, this is a cash grab, but people are still going to watch it. So fuck it. Well, of course we're going to watch it. It's Space Jam. It's yeah. like, I was skeptical of Monsters University when it came out because I thought it was a cash grab for Monsters Inc., but Monsters University ended up being a really good movie. Also, related, I've been watching Monsters at Work, Disney Plus series for Monsters Inc. Pretty fucking good. Huh, never seen it. It's you know it's it's kid shit, but it's fun. Okay. I still need to start Loki. By the way, I'll start that soon. Well, it's finished now. I know. Austin, you look like you have to say something. What do you have to say? Thinking about if I've been watching anything, and I don't think I've watched anything lately. Nothing. No TV or anything. No, I was really obsessed with uh, Project Hail Mary, and then um, it, it brings you in. I told you guys it was good. Yeah, yeah. I really well, do think we should just save that for a separate episode. I mean, we could go back to back right now if you guys want to. We can no, we can't go back to back because we've all had a day. But to anybody listening, I will say Project Hail Mary is a book, not a movie. I know. Oh, we're the movie buffoons. But just hear me out. Okay. It's written by the same guy that wrote The Martian. Okay. Andy Weir. Yes. Andy Weir was delightful, wonderfully writing, but equally awkward in real life, I feel like, kind of guy. Um, this is, I want to say, it's his third novel. Um. He deviated from like the Martian kind of deal in the second one, but then uh, obviously they're not all interconnected. But this one was more of a you know space adventure kind of thing. Really, really good book in general. I don't even want to say it was a sci-fi book because it's just a. I don't want to put it in a box like that because people get some people get turned off by that. Sure, um, I feel like. I mean, obviously, some of it is quote-unquote made up but it's all plausible theoretical it's all yeah but it's all plausible um you have a uh, a space traveler waking up with amnesia slowly realizing that he's on a mission basically to save earth from what can only be described as space algae it makes sense it makes sense when you read and or listen to the book we i believe we all listen to the audiobook Yep, yep, I finished it today. Yep. We I I think we're in agreement where you can all recommend that you listen to the audiobook because sound is important for this uh for this particular story. Even though I made fun of you, it makes sense now and it really does. Yes. Yeah, and, it, uh, I feel like reading it you'll still get a good good experience. But Of course. I I, I haven't seen the text of it about how it works with the sound, but Ray Porter, the guy who does the audiobook, does an outrageously amazing job. The movie rights have already been sold um, for this book. The, uh, the same guy who adapted The Martian for film is doing, doing it for Project Hail Mary. And I've heard that Ryan Gosling is casted to play the lead. Um, 
and I'm honestly really hoping that Ray Porter uh, reprises his role as the uh, the character that you oh. guys know that I'm going to talk about. Yeah, that would be and in, in, in exactly the same way, in exactly the same way. Let yeah, uh, I'm not, I can't see. No, can't, yeah, but let, honestly, let's I'm see. hoping I'm hoping that the guy Ray Porter who did the audiobook is casted to do the acting for a certain character in this book that is instrumental to can the enjoyment say, of the story. Can we say the character's name? I don't, I don't, I no. don't, I don't know. No, don't. Okay. Hail Mary. If, say, if, if we just, if we decide to, uh, to do, uh, to deviate and be the bookworm foons. I don't think we need to, be the bookworm buffoons. We just I'm saying just for like a, for like an episode like a holiday special. Sure. If yeah. we do like a holiday special for no what, reason. What's the holiday? <laughs> we can it's listen, it was National Labor Day. Day like a week ago. We can find a random holiday to do it for if we need to. I'm That's just saying we can deviate and not yeah. Whatever, because we all enjoyed the story and because it's going to be a movie. So everyone will experience it, whether they read or listen to the book or not. And we're for sure going to come back to it when, when it becomes a movie. Oh, my God. I'm so nervous. I'm very nervous, even though all the pieces are in place for it to be adapted wonderfully. I just have such a bad taste in my mouth from Ready Player One. You got to be more optimistic because just think about the Martian compared to the movie. They did a good job. They got the same people there. I understand your hesitation. I know, I know, I know these are worries that I shouldn't be having, but I'm still worried because I've been burned in the past. Especially since you don't have a part in it. If you want, if you want to make sure it's good, throw your hat, throw your hat in the ring be like, Hey, I want to be a part of this fucking movie. Listen, I would be happy to. I think I would be a wonderful, wonderful Grace. I'm not saying you need to be the actor. Are you worried about Ryan Gosling? Is that what you're saying? I'm a little. I am a little concerned because that's not yeah. who I would have liked to. It would have been. Mark and I had a conversation about this. Not to take anything away from the episode we're doing in the future, but yeah, I don't think Ryan Gosling. Ho- I'm, I'm expecting him to surprise me, but he's not. But we also, Austin, we also mean. really couldn't like hammer hammer down somebody who we think could be this guy. I he, came he up with one. one I nice remember guys. that day what I when I said he did well in the nice guys. I thought like which no, was- listen, I I re- I very much enjoy Ryan Gosling's work. I do. Just for this specific character, I it was a little. I don't know. But we'll see. And you know what? If we can use the Martian as any reference, he's going to prove me wrong. And we're going to enjoy this film of this book that we all have learned to love. Yeah. And from my recommendation. It's a 16-hour book on on Audible. And I listened to it in four days. So that tells you guys anything. What speed do you guys listen to audiobooks at? Regular speed. Regular speed. What? What? I there's random times where my pocket or something I'll, I'll hit one and a half speed, 
and it gives me like I oh one and a half is too fast. Yeah, I do one point two. I didn't know. I just I just I just listen to them as they come. Just listen to it. Okay, maybe audiobooks, but especially with a book like this where a lot of it is conversational. Well, there are times where I have to, yeah, I have to kind of backtrack a few, a few times. But I mean, still, it saves some time. One point two, you you barely notice. That's how I listen to all my podcasts too. Point is, folks, if you have a commute, if you drive a lot, or if you like to read, or if you get the hard copy, sit in your recliner and listen to a audiobook go ahead and get yourself a copy of project hell mary it's just the tits yeah and mark have you read the egg yet still have not read the egg yet because i'm in the middle of a uh, other of another audiobook saga the baba verse I told you this this short story literally takes 5 minutes to i read. know but i'm in the middle of something else it's a profound... I have six more hours of the third book of this book, and that's the last one, so I'll get to the egg eventually. Also, um, Brandon, Andy Weir, wrote a chapter, like a fanfic chapter, for Ready Player One. Yeah, I uh, very about that. I saved that actually, but I haven't read it yet. I saved it in as a as a tab, but it's cool. It's cool, and he's he's just a cool guy. Like he did an AMA on Reddit, and he is just a a chill ass guy who likes what he likes, and he like apparently he likes the same stuff that we do. So yeah, so I will say that on uh, right after listening to this book that i was trying i talked to mark about it for about an hour (laughs) Um, we did we spoke for a little while there um but i was i was trying to tell him i was like you know i was really good at chemistry coming out of you know uh, out of college and everything that i think i can understand the general aspect of or general theories that they're trying to go into um in this book so right afterwards, I listened to, I had downloaded um, astro, astrophysics for the common person or for the lame person. I forget what it's called. But Neil oh, DeGrasse my Neil deGrasse Tyson? Yeah. Hold on. And Hold I'm, on. I'm halfway through it. And Are you talking about astrophysics that, for people okay. in a hurry? Yeah. Yep. The book that I'm holding right next to my face? <laughs> yes, exactly that one. And I almost picked it up so many times at the airport when I was going to get on a flight. And it was just, it was just the, the first, I, I was doing it while I was, you say, I can't believe, I don't know when people would listen to this while they're working out. I just listen to a lot of things when I, when I work out. And I was like, man. After like the first like ten minutes, I was like, okay, I gotta hit pause. Like these are doing the things I understand, I don't understand, whatever. And then it gets it gets a lot more casual, at least as far as my yes, yes. The goes. first the first the first few chapters are certainly like it's like the the intro paragraph. It's like a P 
paper that you read or something, and then once he gets into it, so it's a little bit a lot more conversational. As, and not that um, Project Hail Mary goes into quirks and and new cons and everything, but um, I just wanted to get Spike Majors more than I already had. So, so yeah, um, I don't know. Um, anyways, I think we're going to do that here soon because I think we all have a lot of interest in it. And, and also, obviously, when the movie comes out, we're going to have to cover it because that's what we do. Yeah. So, um, has anybody else been watching anything? Or are we about ready to wrap ourselves up? Because I got to well, come up with a new real, little jingle. Real quick, uh, I got. I saw the uh, the new trailer for the Jackass movie. I saw that today too, and it looks awesome. Yeah, they have some guest stars in there, which are it's cool. I saw Eric Andre in there. I saw MGK in there. Um, yeah, so I, I'm I'm looking forward to that movie. That'll be fun. And then uh, Free Guy, can't wait for that. That's coming out. Uh, early August and as soon as that comes out in theaters that's going to be my my nomination for what we talk about so sorry I Mark. mean if, if you just get up on your uh, get up off your ass and start watching Loki you'll be very excited for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness I'm just saying sure okay which I don't know when it's coming out but oh and I watched Black Widow too was it good it was good yes I heard nice to be back in the movie format. I heard that, yeah, I heard that it was like kind of not tied to much, though. It was like no, it wasn't. It wasn't tied to much, but it was a nice love letter to the character of Black Widow. Okay, she needed a proper send off, and I, I'm here for it. That's good. You have to pay for it on uh, Disney Plus, but if you're a big Marvel fan, I would do it. I did do it, so. And you would, and you don't regret it. I do not regret it at all. So, so I guess it's time to find out. No, it is time to go for the quick question of the day. And oh, excuse me, you're right. You don't understand transitions. We're just going to do it. That's 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 how far I I'm musically inclined. Um, we gotta get Matt in here to record some transitions for us. Yeah, we should. That would be great. Um, so my quick question of the day is what is one character after you watch a movie, you're like, you kind of based your life off of like I want to be that guy, you try to be that guy. Oh fuck. Brandon. Oh. Mark. Mark, you raise your hand. Ocean's eleven, Rusty Ryan. Brad Pitt's character. Perfect. Okay. I don't want to be a gentleman spy. I want to be a gentleman thief. Any reason why? He's just the coolest character in, in probably one of the coolest movies of all time. He's eating in almost every scene that it is, which I can definitely relate with. Um, and he has just that great understated humor that ties a friend group together which I also loved he's just like 
He's he's a glue guy, which I like. All right, Brandon, you're you're next. This is a really hard one, and I don't have a good answer for it. Um, fuck. You want me to go next? Yeah, if you have something ready. I, well, otherwise, I'm just gonna have to throw something out like Forrest Gump, and I don't think that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord! Okay, no, yeah, no. Uh, don't throw. Oh Forrest Gump. God. <laughs> uh, um, I think. Um, I mean, I hate to like double up on the actor, but uh, Fight Club. You know, um, the well, I can't think of his name, Tyler. Tyler no, Durden. Tyler Durden. And you I do mean, understand that Brad Pitt's character doesn't actually exist. Yeah, that's okay. The, point of the movie. Okay, that's okay. That's, Just making that's sure. the whole thing. Just but sure. he, he looks like he want to look. He fucks like he want to fuck. He does everything you want to do, but you can't do. But it's actually Ed Norton. I. Okay, that's why are you breaking. <laughs> why are you breaking this down? I'm just, I'm just making sure, I'm just sure you have all the information. That's all. It was the person that Edward Norton wanted to be in the movie. Like that. That was the whole idea. So it makes sense. What What are you doing right now? I don't. I'm breaking down your subconscious. <laughs> <laughs> but when you first watch that movie, he's so fucking cool. Oh my! Well, no, everyone. I'm, when they first see Fight team. Club, everyone is obsessed with Tyler Durden, who they exactly. characterize. They characterize Tyler Durden as Brad Pitt, <laughs> and they characterize Edward Norton as narrator. And I just did air quotes on Zoom. So I get what I get what you're saying, but it says make sure you were educated on everything. That's all. Yes, yes, yes. I am educated on the person I decided upon. Thank you. <laughs> Brandon, you've had some, you've had like three minutes now. Uh, still going with Forrest Gump. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, so I guess, I mean, this is still a tough question, but um, I guess I'll go with uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt's character in 500 Days of Summer. Um, like, say so that was one of your favorites. Okay. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. And like, anytime I go through a breakup, I want to watch that movie and it just like kind of the the whole him struggling like it just like it's it's got the wave it's got like the at the end he is following kind of he decides to finally do shit for himself you know and so it's uh it's kind of even if I'm not an architect it makes me realize that you just got to fucking do your own shit. And... I'm a lawyer, quite the opposite of a gentleman thief. So yeah, well, don't worry about occupation. Yeah. I just mean like you gotta, I don't know. It, it just gives me hope and gives me like a kind of perspective of it just wasn't meant to be. You got to keep moving when I go through breakup. Well, it wasn't about when you go through a breakup. I was talking about who you wanted to be in, in real life. Well, yeah, and that's who I want to be in real life is someone that can just like kind of be 
be happy with who they are being happy with like pursuing the career that they really want like dream to have and eventually meeting the girl whose name is autumn um not summer and spoiler sorry uh and i don't know that's just what i that i i took your question i ran with it and i fucking i'm giving it back Sorry it didn't right. turn out. Sorry it's still not in the same condition you wanted it to be. Mine was the coolest. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? I think my Brad Pitt could beat your, your Brad Pitt's ass. Your Brad Pitt would end up getting flopped in jail and or murdered without even seeing my Brad Pitt because he's that he's got that much influence. My Joseph Gordon-Levitt would incept. Your both. Joseph Gordon-Levitt would he cry. Would ins- he would incept both of your Joseph, your Brad Pitts. And you're not you talking win. about that Joseph Gordon-Levitt. You're talking about Swampy Mommy. Well, well, I'm talking about the same Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He incepted. You're talking about a card writer. We're talking about underground fighting and, and gentlemen for high people. Anyways. <laughs> what's on the menu for next week if i want to grab my guitar again i would do it but i'm not going to to transition this so we're just going to go next week next week brand i wish you said next week um we are doing tombstone which i texted the finishing move of the undertaker (laughs) yeah we're doing a a compilation of tombstones no no um, austin that's just the best wrestlemania 26 undertaker versus Shawn michaels best tombstone of all time fight me about it continue i'm talking about the I mean, it's not a new school, old school, but it it really um, if you don't like old westerns, which I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to sit there and watch a you know a two hour movie to watch some like a whole western fight at the end. I'm not going to do that. It has Wyatt Earp. It has uh, I'm seeing everyone that's in it, but you know, same Elliot. Kurt Russell, Val Kilmer, Sam Elliott. Exactly. So it has icon actors. They tell tell a great story. They go through it together and is amazing. So sorry if you don't like Westerns, but that's what we're doing. And um, it's a lot of action packed and there's a lot of great lines in there. And that's what we're doing. Have you got an idea of what you want your top five to be? Good question, because I was going to ask, because I was curious as well. To be decided later on. Oh, that kind of top five. Intriguing. Mystery. Intrigue. Next time on who are you the scooby-doo guy (laughs) by the way before mark does this um all the time 
all the time about my Instagram name and because I has my graduation year in it. Um, it's no longer Big Shot 08. It's Big S-E-H-O-T-T-S, Big Shots. And I sent a screenshot to Mark as I changed it. And he said, what am I supposed to do with this? I said, you know, the umpteen times that you've <laughs> you've given me shit about this, I thought that you would recognize this. But in my defense, you sent it to me at like 8.30 in the morning. You know, he's he like he's the kind of guy that carries I give you shit about says, it. don't talk to me until I've had my coffee. Nine o'clock on a Wednesday. I will get weekday night drunk, but not weekday day drunk at work. All right. What I do when I'm drunk is none of my damn business. All right. So that explains my indifference. But then you explain it to me and it made sense. Well, so on Instagram, on Instagram, I am. Big shots, brands, buffoon Brandon. Mark is M Alfizi. M A L I M. Don't worry. About it. Let Mark say don't it. It's weird. It. <laughs> I'll be off the grid. I don't know what they're on. To, on. If you can find me, good on you. Send me a DM. Say you're a buffoonite. Buffoon night, buffan, buffan, buffoon. buffoon. The buffans are the buffoons fans. A buffoon night, I think. Uh, let me know you watch the show, and I'll I'll toss you a follow back. How about that, Brandon? Where can we reach us on on email? Uh, yeah, tweet us or <laughs> tweet us at the email. Um, email us at moviebuffoons at gmail.com and let us know if you have any recommendations, comments, concerns, questions, anything. We, if, if we get enough questions, I mean, we've, we, our inbox is pretty full, but it still has some space. If we get enough questions, we will uh, maybe have a listener's question segment. I don't know. A mailbag, go. you may call it. Let's go. Mark, what are we doing here? mailbag our inbox is full no no we don't have a single email yeah (laughs) unless it's uh it's just like a gmail email saying like hey hey you have no emails i don't see much uh oh wait we do have a oh it's it's austin saying requesting access to the following (laughs) (laughs) strategy Okay, here we go. Wrap us up, Mark. Just so you know, if you didn't know how unpopular we are, Brandon has been Brandon. Austin has been Austin. Oh, what? I said Austin has been Austin. (laughs) Don't ask me to do it again because it hurts my throat. God bless you, Stone Cold Steve Austin. How you do... Anything with that voice is impeccable. I have been Mark. We have been the movie buffoons. Um, and 
Roll credits.